Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Collective Podcast. Um, man, this episode is is awesome. It's very special. It's with a very special person, person I really admire. Um, I've been a fan of his work for quite some time now. We've collaborated. He's just a really great person. Uh, I've known him for maybe seven years now, and I just love watching his growth from afar. And just kind of seeing how he kind of progresses and goes through life. So this is episode 222 with my friend Kaisel Salim. Um, man, this episode is, is just a really special episode. Um, I know I keep saying that. I'm really just feel really blessed to have these amazing friends and creatives in this industry that are willing to come on here and share their time with us. So but it's really, this is a cool one. We talk a lot about passion and really the idea of integrity. I think that's really a big lesson to learn from here is following your passion and having the integrity to stick to what matters to you. Um, and also another really key thing, there's a, there's a lot of cool things and I hope you pick up on all of them in this episode. But another one that I really picked up on that I love is Kaisel is really big on breaking the chain of comfort. He's always exploring new things, using his passion as his guide and using his taste to kind of push him through. He's very prolific. This entire episode, he was actually making a car. It's kind of how he works. He's constantly making things and constantly doing it. He's possessed and it's awesome and you can feel it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really great. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's there's so much to cover. I just want you to stop listening to me now and let's enter into this awesome episode. So here it is, everybody. Episode 222 with my good friend, Kaisel Salim. Let's begin. Man, it's been a crazy journey. Uh, it's, it's ironic too because I was before you sent that video, the donut video. I was thinking about, and when I say donut video, for those of you that are listening to this, there's a we'll, we'll have a link in the show notes for this. But there's this episode on on um, this channel called Donut Media on YouTube, and they're friends of ours. I, I think right? Are they are you friends with yeah. them too? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know Ben and all those guys are really awesome, and they make really great content oh. and. It was really cool. Like they featured uh, our work, uh, and they talked about, um, you know, the the idea behind what it is that we've been doing. Uh, mainly you, prolifically for these. Like, I, I don't know how many years you've been doing it. It's, seems like it's coming up on like maybe four years or so, five years. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. super prolific. Just ripping through them. So, but no, it's it's uh yeah. It was ironic because I wasn't even thinking about that. Per se, I was thinking about us like just doing an episode because it's been too long. And exactly. And I was and like, oh, this is perfect. Days. Yeah. Timed itself quite well. So it worked out nicely. Yeah. So, yeah. But um, yeah, dude. Uh, and it was really cool. We got a chance. I mean, there's so much to cover here. I, I really want to go back to the first time we met uh, digitally. Um, yes. And it, that was that was really, really cool. <clears throat> I, I guess let's go back there and we'll kind of work our way up to where we are now. And then I have just a slew of random questions that have been floating through my head. 
um, oh. because you've amassed quite an amazing, you know, like you've just acquired this massive energy, I guess I would say. So it's cool. We're going to talk about that later, but oh, can you good. remind me, I think I know it was a while back, like a long time ago. Um, this is back. Like, I think it was like, you were doing concept art of characters. And I remember it was like a, it was like a girl holding up her hand. It was an yeah. LMS painting, I think for Dan Levisi's thing. It was, it was for Danny Levisi's um, art book. And uh, six years ago, I just looked it up. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a very long time ago, and that was kind of during uh, my exploration with you know digital painting and kind of that side of the the art world. You know, having come from a, a graphic design kind of background, um, that was a time in my life where I you know wanted to venture into something new and and something that would essentially get me more work. Um, yeah, and, and it happened to be projects like that, um, you know, where I I also I became more aware of like yourself and and Aaron Beck and you know kind of that this whole new world of of art essentially, which I'd been quite you know secluded to. Yeah, it is a world, huh? Like when you open it up, <laughs> you're like, whoa, look at all these like things going on here. It is these different it's characters nice. and people and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, that was right. And I think uh, if I recall, you had reached out and we had talked about your piece and like you were really you were so sweet and really nice and I always remembered how like polite and nice you were. I I gauge my ability to spend time with people based on like their manners. It's why like I always tell my daughter like please and thank you. You must always say those things like forever and ever, you know? So um and yeah, and you were like, what do you think of this? And I was like, man, just do as you feel it's right, you know? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, I always remember that. It was like, you know, do do what you feel is, is right, um, which was quite nice to kind of send me off in that direction, you know, because it was like, oh, okay, essentially there is no right and wrong. Um, no. Huh? There isn't. That's the beauty of it, right? It's it's like, it's... it's uh, <laughs> it's really up to your taste and the best work comes when like your taste shines through, you know? So, um, which is cool. So it's interesting because, okay, I didn't know that you had, so before all this, you were a graphic designer. Is that what you were doing? Were you in college then yeah. or were you on the, um, in the workforce? No. So, so basically, um, I, I'd already been kind of, you know, delving into art in some form, whether that be drawing, sketching or whatever. Um, but kind of during my years at high school, so long ago now, uh, I would work in Photoshop and I would kind of photo manipulate, uh, whether that be cars or characters or environments. Um, that's kind of where my interest for this whole thing started. Um, so kind of towards the end of high school, I'd say probably year, year 11, um, people are probably like, what the hell is year 11? Uh, that's like towards the end of secondary school, uh, high school. Okay. I would, um, I would be messing around in Photoshop, but I was already at quite an advanced level just from kind of working on projects outside of work, you know, like, um, or outside of school, sorry. I'd, I'd work on my own projects and, um, just spend time exploring back then what was Photoshop CS2, I think. Mm. Um, and, uh, and yeah, you know, I, I, I really enjoyed it. It was something I was passionate about. 
And um, I was kind of pushed in that direction by my parents as well. Um, you know, they could see that I enjoyed doing art and um, I think they saw the potential there, which was quite nice. So kind of finished uh, finished secondary school and then we have the college period, which is typically two years. Um, I only stayed in college for one year and I didn't really study anything art related. Um, it was It was mainly science uh you know biology chemistry it kind of technology type subjects um and I, the next step would have been university after finishing my second year but i actually i left college after my first year um so i was 16 at the time and um yeah i, I searched for a, a junior graphic designer position um, and i was living back home in manchester back then um and kind of two, three weeks later, I found uh, I found a job at a design agency there, and uh, and that was kind of the start of everything. Really, um, I ended up staying there for four years. Uh, it was, it was uh, yeah, it was quite a learning experience. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah, that's cool. And you've been, have you always had? It sounds like you've ha- always had like a, a bit of an inkling to be creative, and yeah, like, and and. Yeah. Like a lot of my friends or people that are creative, um, it's almost like, I don't know if it's the right way, but it's almost like we've kind of been born uh, with this kind of disposition or this perspective on life that it's important to be creating or should always be creating or we like we simply have no other like route to take other than being creative, you know, so um, because that's just the way that it is. Is that how it is for you? It seems like it is. How does uh-huh. it yeah, I think so. I mean, you couldn't imagine your life without being creative, right? No, you wouldn't want it's, to, right? It's, it's it's buried in our core. You know, it's it's something we reach kind of we experience it differently. You know, um, but I've always been surrounded by that. Um, you know, whether that be cars, films, books. Um, it's always been a form of expression um, for me and something I've always been comfortable with as well. Yeah. Uh, just as a person in general, you know. And then I kind of used art in general to express myself, which is what it's for. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's what everyone uses art for, pretty much. Yeah, communicating or expressing themselves. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, which you might not be able to do life at that time you know you might have things going on that you can't particularly you know comprehend um you know it it can be an escape for a lot of people as well it's it it has many different effects on a person yeah absolutely and as as we're doing this this podcast i can tell you're making a car right now i can hear it yeah i i apologize for the clicking um i have a body kit to design with a deadline so i'm kind of working on that at the same time um i'm sure we'll all forgive you for that because it's important that you keep making work (laughs) prolific we'll talk about how prolific you are as well but no it's good to know and that's also really cool and it's it's interesting to see kind of where things go and it's like if you go to your um, art station page, for example, or your Instagram, like you can see kind of your history and evolution too. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Like, so if I'm looking at as an outside observer and just a fan of your work, I see it's like, okay, you start off with concept stuff and 
you're doing more humanoids and then then all of a sudden you're so i think in the beginning you're like okay this is what everybody's doing i'm going to try and see how i fare with doing work where everybody else is doing it and then you then you start to discover like oh wait but i'm actually really passionate about this thing which is yeah which actually before you did it wasn't really a thing i think the only guy that was really doing it from my understanding was aaron aaron was doing it primarily because he had his barracuda yeah. and he was doing all this awesome yeah. painting aaron, stuff. aaron aaron is probably the, the main person uh, <laughs> the inspiration as to, to why i started aaron and, and yourself you know um Obviously, we've collaborated in the past, and when we collaborated during those years, it was it was so inspiring for me to kind of work with essentially the two of my idols, you know, that were in the art world at the time, and um, it just kind of grew from there. But prior to that, like you said, you know, I, I worked on concept art with characters and environments. Um, that was. It was, a, it was a studying kind of period for me. You know, I was trying to find what I enjoyed making um, and kind of learning, you know, learning anatomy and perspective and lighting. It's, it's, it can be quite tedious at times. And I'd find myself getting quite bored pretty quickly, you know, making, making these characters and environments. I'm like, okay, what kind of subject can I use to keep myself engaged? Um, yeah. So I, I decided to start messing around with cars, and you know it's, it's something I've always been passionate about. And, and as, as you yourself know, there are so many things that you can do. You you, you can't ever run out of ideas when it comes to <laughs> you know like, it's like this. food. It's like food, yeah, man. it's yeah. it's endless, honestly. It endless, and, and that's that's kind of what's got me to the point where I am today. Um, the exploration and, and kind of the experimentation with different styles and um, yeah, pretty much, pretty much down to yourself and Aaron Beck as well. <laughs> well, that's really, I mean, I appreciate that. Um, I mean, yeah, but it's, it's uh, when we, we've had a couple of times where we've all three made some stuff together. It was a lot of fun, um, which is really cool. And I love uh, that's something else we'll talk about too, is, is your, you have a deep effort for collaborating too, which is a very smart thing. I think um, you remove your, your, you humble yourself, you take this, the student seat and you learn at the same time you also contribute and then you're making work together. It's, it's like uh, from afar as I watch you, like I'm, I, I'm kind of like watching and I'm observing and I'm loving it. Like I'm loving it because I, I, I really feel like not, not only, um, so the, we haven't met before and then we met at, in, in Las Vegas, I think was the first time. Right. Uh, no, we met. We met know, in the UK industry, industry right. workshop. That's right. Workshops, yeah. yeah, and yeah. and you're that's also the tallest up. artist in the world. You're like <laughs> seven right. foot, four hundred feet. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, just, he, he's super tall. I don't know how he fits in his arc seven and all. Sorry, that's, that's right. why. <laughs> what you do and it works out, and that's all great. So, but it's um, yeah, it's you're also like super sweet, very nice and kind, and watching you from afar, watching you grow, watching you not get tampered, like you're 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 kind of following your passion. Although, like, we'll talk about this as well soon. Is just like dealing with all the haters and like the disbelievers and the people like. It's almost like I watched you go from afar. I, I, from afar, I was watching. And I was like, "Wow, okay, I was going to deal with that." And what's the people going to say yeah. there? And I was watching some of the hate, and I was also watching some of the love. And then, and then I was like, "I sure hope he doesn't pay attention to that." And then you didn't, yeah. and I was like, "Yes." And then you started to go, and then it's like you're like a r- phoenix rising. 
<laughs> from the from the back i'm watching i'm like this is great like it's really cool it's entertaining to me because it's also like because i think we are very closely aligned on whatever a lot of our interests are on these especially with cars and stuff that's yeah that's so it's cool i'm living vicariously through you almost you know and i think it's cool you're bringing out like a whole other subculture in the concept art realm like I know, like, we both acknowledge that Aaron started this because he was really getting into it. But Aaron also has, like, a deep dive love of, like, all other th- other things, guns and all these other things. So there's not enough life for uh, for Aaron to actually oh. express his brain because he's so, Honestly, like, adventurous with his mind. It's funny because even now, and he doesn't know this, so if, if he listens to this, he'll probably just start laughing and tell me, like, you know, what the hell. Um, but even when he messages me now asking me for things, I, I you know, I, like, I fanboy a bit because I'm like, <laughs> you know, you know I've met, we've, I've met Aaron a few times and we've spoken a lot and everything, but every single time, you know, it's, it's kind of, it, it just, it always surprises me that to, to kind of go from, the place where I was previously to, to where I am now, you know, <clears throat> um, and to kind of be able to, to communicate with these artists, you know, it's, and, and yourself even, even now, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's a reminder, I think, to kind of where I started. And, and it's also kind of a, a showcase of, um, you know, just, just progression. In oh general. yeah, absolutely. Total progression too. Because there is that that is a you've been progressing like crazy and like it's been a prolific outpour. Every day I was like, ah, oh, you did that car. I can't do that car now. It was so funny because the other day I posted up something. It's pretty funny because like there I was like, what's next? What do you think I should build next? I already have a list of things, ones that you haven't touched yet. There's yeah. like only three cars maybe that you haven't touched. <laughs> and everybody's like, do this car, do that car. I'm like, Kaisel's already done it. Go look at that. I saw, it. I saw it the other day. You were coming. Like, I haven't done this, but Kaiser has. And I was like, look, people want to see what you do, not, not what I do. They no, want to I see know, but a lot of times we're quite closely aligned. So I was like, oh, okay, well, like here, look at, I mean, also I'm just like throwing, like, just go look at Kaisel's work, you know, like, cause it's also, it's fun. It's like, sharing the love of people love this kind of stuff it's like and i think yeah. you've been really generous at that as well um and you've done it generously uh multiple times this is something i've i've learned from very successful people is they're not afraid to share um and i like that's even with ken block too like ken is the same like i wasn't expecting him to be so generous with like sharing the fact that i had worked with him but yeah. every time he posts it, he mentions me, and that's really cool. Like, it's just exactly what you want, you know. Especially, especially with Ken being in the in the position he is, you know, he could quite easily post things and not, you know, not mention you. Or it's just nice to kind of have that appreci- appreciation. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, and he's he's a he's a gem to work with too. He's he's such a talent, and he's such a man he's an amazing driver too that's like one mm-hmm. thing to know him as a person and to, to have him as uh you know a, a somewhat of a friend but it's another thing to like have him drive you in a car that's like yeah like it's a whole different thing but it's it's yeah. uh i kind of experienced I experienced something similar um last year at sema with with um fd formula drift driver known as james d you got a chance to go in the Formula Drift car? Yeah, I, I went in with him kind of in the Hoonigan burnout 
area on the last day of SEMA. And I've been such good friends with him for a long time to kind of get into a car with him and see how he drives. It's just, it's, uh, it's quite a spectacular thing. And, you know, it's, it's a very special thing to experience. Yeah, because you'll, you've never experienced a car like that. No, you exactly. Know? You yeah. see that person in their element entirely and you're just, you know, there's, there's a lot of trust art. there, but it's crazy. Yeah, they're, they're actually in their art, which is crazy, right? Like they're, they're existing in the moment of their art, which is, yeah, it is crazy. It's the best, though. I really, I love it that. It's, uh, it is like... That's, I mean, we'll, we'll gush. And if you're, if you're not a car person, uh, at the beginning of this episode, you might become at the end of it. And the funny thing is it's not necessarily like cars per se. It's the idea of what they represent. You know, it's yeah. not, it's the idea of like expression. It's the idea of like something that becomes tangible. Um, it's also something that like, I think that they hit on the head with the donut video. They were talking about like the power of imagination and like how people like yourself have been disruptive like by going like well what if this it's always the what if you know and and we're not we're not stuck in like board meetings and and all that kind of stuff um like you know trying to make sure that the airbag is 0.7 inches away from 0.7 inches of the other tolerance of the other thing you know like we can break all the rules because there is no rules it's our imagination which is Um, really brilliant so I feel like that's that concept is also quite difficult f- for people to understand at times. You know, I've noticed more recently I get comments like, oh, this is supposed to be like this or, you know, lights aren't supposed to be like this. And it's like that's trying like, to get people to the whole time. Just, yeah, it's, it's just trying to get people to understand that there's no limit here when when something doesn't exist, you know? Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's not <laughs> Yeah. 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 As you know, I mean, you're, I think, as I was saying too, I watch from the sidelines and you're often having to um, battle. But it's, it's almost like somebody looking at a matchbox car and going, like, that, that, you couldn't drive that. That's too small. It's like, yeah, no shit. That's the point of it. It's not supposed to be. It's exactly. I think think the thing is to people that aren't really aware or or familiar with it, as you know, they're not, they just, when they see it, they go, like, what this looks real yeah. and yeah. and then it breaks yeah. their brain because they're like no this is weird and you know and then that's it you know so <laughs> which is exactly. great so yeah <laughs> there's been a uh there's been a bridge in your work too so and i'm watching it as i said from afar so it's concept art of characters and then i see you find that you you find your love for cars and then you find your niche and it's almost like spark hit the flame and then the flame burned hard like and it it burned Mm -hmm. super bright and so you started to take off and you started like okay i'm gonna do this one and i'm gonna do this one and then you kind of you did some collaborations and then you you um you started learning from the other things and other people in the beginning as i know it to be is you accelerated at doing like photoshop manipulations right and Mm -hmm. paintovers and stuff like that and then then the big change happened and I remember seeing it and I was like, oh, shit, here it comes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you started getting into 3D. Yeah. Um, so what kind of, you know. inspired by 3D? Like what, what was like, okay, I got to learn this. What, what, when did that happen? 3D had always been something I wanted to kind of delve into. It's something I had to do. 
Who, who inspired um, no, you? There's a lot of amazing 3D car guys out there. Yeah, I mean, like I'd, I'd spend hours on a on a 2D Photoshop of one car from one angle. You know, I'd spend <laughs> I four or five hours on that, and I'm like, man, this sucks. <laughs> I want to look at the car from another angle. You know? Yeah. But same. Same. I got to that. It, it's just it. It's also in the back of your mind that, huh, you know, learning something new, it's going to take time. You know, can I really be bothered to kind of put in that time? Yeah. You double down. down. Exactly. I'd have these things kind of circulating around my head. Um, But then it also got to a point where, you know, I was like, okay, I'm comfortable with 2D. I'm comfortable with Photoshop. I don't think there's anything here I can really push further. Mm. Um. And it was only kind of when I joined EA and, and working with Ghost Games on Need for Speed that I was like, right, uh, I need to kind of learn 3D now to kind of help my workflow for that kind of work. You know, it's you know what it's like working with games. Deadlines are short. Um, you know, they want to see results quickly. Um, so I kind of used that as an opportunity to try and, and learn 3D software. I um I first started with Maya, I think it was, mm-hmm. and I, I tried to model a car following the tutorial, and yeah. it just it it took me forever. Honestly, <laughs> it took me two weeks to probably do a front fender or yeah. a front of a car, <laughs> and I was like, this this can't this can't be uh this can't be right. So I was like, okay, all right, I'll take a step back yeah. and I'll try another piece of software. So I tried 3ds Max, and. <laughs> Two weeks, I had the entire car done. Um, Workflow just, it worked for me. Um, You know, a lot of artists use Cinema 4D and and all these other programs, but 3D's Mac just kind of, it it worked for me. Um, And it it was hard though. It was difficult. It it took a lot of practice. And and even now, I'm I'm nowhere near where I want to be with 3D modeling. You know, a lot, a lot of it is, is quick just to kind of conceptualize the idea that I have in my head. So, you know, you're probably looking close to detail and you're like, Oh, that's a bit, you know, that's some edges here are off or something like that. But, um, again, it's, it's also a case of you do what you need to do to kind of make it work for you. Yeah, well, yeah. I watch your process and your path. Is like you're only going to get better because it's the same. When I look at it now, I go, "Oh, like give him a couple of years on this and game over." Like, like as you learn, because I can tell that you're not just going like, "Okay, well, like I learned that." Okay, so I'm moving forward. You're constantly progressing forward, which I think yeah. I'm fans of your work appreciate. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean recently just a kind of a a quick example of that was when i started doing 3ds max i I also started using keyshot uh, as a renderer to kind of you know it was super quick and super easy why did you pick keyshot out of all the the, the because of its its ease like you know you you throw a model into keyshot materials are already there for you it's literally a drag and drop kind of case you know i was able to kind of create concepts really quickly and visualize them very quickly as well but it was also a sign of laziness because and and this isn't taking anything away from anyone who uses keyshot now yeah there's um, some beasts out there that use it oh yeah, yeah. no definitely yeah. but it, it was also a similar situation uh, with photoshop you know you're like okay I, I i feel like i can't really progress here you know like i've been using keyshot for almost a year or two now and like i want to try something new i want to push myself and i know i've been avoiding using 
you know, using certain renderers because of their complexity, you know, like <laughs> and Corona and because of this whole PBR texture thing, you know, it's like, what even is that? How, yeah. What models, what are bump maps and displacements and how do they work? And, you didn't learn that at the video game play? No, not really. Oh. I didn't really need to. I, I would still mix 3D with 2D. So kind of I'd, use, I'd make 3D bases and then still photo bash on top or paint in textures and stuff like that. So um, kind of uh, I had the process, but I didn't really have the knowledge. Mm. Um, so kind of midway through last year, I was like, okay, I want to try something new. So I kind of put Keyshot to the side and started learning Corona Renderer. And I love it. I, it, why did it just, you pick Corona out of all of the other options? That's always a question <laughs> I'm sure everybody has. That's why I'm asking it. I'm probably. also curious because I've I've heard about it too. So, yeah. <laughs> I I see an artwork that some of my favorite artists had used, um, and and they used Corona to make those pieces of art. So I'm like, okay. Do you have those if examples? They, you could send me. I'd love to share them with uh, everybody. Yeah, I will. I will. It was like uh, color sponge. No, color sponge doesn't use that. I love color sponge. He uses V-Ray mainly, though. But yeah, he, um, he's like the best. So, so him and using Carlos as an example, right? He uses V-Ray. I'm like, okay, what's right. similar to Corona? Corona or V-Ray? Okay, you know, they they both have their ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, right, which one's more accessible for me? And has kind of, you know, they both have tutorials and everything. But V-Ray for me is is where I'd like to go to next. But I don't feel I'm at the levels to kind of approach that yet. <laughs> so I'm using Corona as kind of a base to, to learn, you know, materials and, and kind of wrap my head around. It's a very affordable renderer too, isn't it? Yeah, no, it is. I just, I love how it deals with light, yeah. especially light. Is and it GPU you or is it, is it CPU based or both? Uh, both. Oh, interesting. I think yeah. that might be correct, but I think it's both. Yeah, um, yeah I might be really off by that, but... Um, <laughs> I, the, the glass, you know, it, it's everything I've always wanted my work to be or how I've imagined it to be, you know, with, with kind of the lighting. It's it's always an important aspect in my work. And uh, Corona is something that it just helps everything with it. I spend hours messing around with lights and, and kind of scene setups and textures and everything like that. And it's just it's, it's so much fun. Yeah. yeah yeah it is so, endless fun because it's like infinitely like explorative explorative you know you can go and <laughs> just do all kinds of different things in it um and adjust anything you're like oh, i want more light here okay boom and that's what the power yeah. of 3d provides people like ourselves but again like you have to double down like you said you know it's like you have to be willing to put the time and effort into like learning the things that really aren't fun to learn you might take weeks to do it but that's cool like i i appreciate it. and i didn't know that about you that you learned you started maya and then like kind of failed at the learning curve process because i think a lot of people especially myself when we first got into this it was like oh dude like i see all my friends killing it with zbrush and i'm like oh, i really want to and then yeah. i was like tr- i've tried to learn zbrush so many times and it's been so hard for me because i literally would have to take like a, a like a five month sabbatical or something you know to <laughs> 
to really like spend time with it because it is a brilliant program and I'm sure people are getting tired of me complaining about ZBrush but uh, exactly but this is the thing with all programs right I mean I also use Cinema 4D for a portion of my 3D life oh yeah (laughs) I didn't know that nice yeah yeah this it must have been for like a month or two and I was like nope (laughs) Uh, so the thing the thing with me when I when I was trying these these programs i just i couldn't get renderers to work so i i wasn't seeing results and that's quite an important thing with me i've noticed so say if i'm starting a scene straight away i'll i'll add a simple light so that i can see the car develop you know kind of in front of me um i don't i don't typically work with like wireframes and stuff like that i like to see it on a more visual level. So if I'm not seeing those results immediately or seeing what, you know, seeing what I'm doing kind of change in real time, I I find it quite difficult to focus on the subject that I'm working on. Um, That's only natural. (laughs) You know, it's weird that like, these are like requests (laughs) that are seemingly odd. Like, Hey, when you're creating something like, you're not going to be able to see it. It's like, well, no, I, I need to see it because it's important for me to feel every move, you know, So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, which, which gets me really excited for a possible future of like, you know, seeing where this is going to go, hopefully in the realm of, um, you know, like virtual, virtual sculpting and stuff where it's like yeah. more yeah. or less, it's, it's the equivalent of almost like, photo bashing what photo bashing was like now that 3d assets are becoming more of a bashable by like us having more access to them like um like max berman's um kit bashed and all that kind of stuff like having these awesome tools that we can use in three-dimensional space which is really great too so as i know you're familiar with as well because i think you like they help hook you up with stuff too right uh i think so yeah it it um so the, the kit bash 3d stuff Yes, right. I think that's it, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They they have that, it's, and it's awesome that you can buy things like that. You know, um, just to have assets like that readily available to kind of use. Um, it's it's awesome. Yeah, you, know, you can do so many things with them. Um, it's, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> it's funny that you're going to go into V-Ray because. Uh, that's the that's my destination as well with cars. Yeah. I find that I think that well, Red, Redshift is actually really really amazing for a lot of things. It's actually very productive ready, like it's production ready. Like you can do animations and stuff, and it's very it's really quite stable. Um, but the the problem obviously with all of these things is they always have a caveat. When none of them are like the perfect best thing, except I think. V-Ray might be the ultimate, in my opinion, when I've seen the results. Exactly. It seems yeah. like everybody that does the top of the line work first, and I, not, I'm not saying that anything bad about anything else. I'm just saying what <laughs> I've acknowledged and observed. A lot of it goes into the V-Ray space, and there's something about the way that light is rendered in the CPU base. I don't know. There's some kind of there's some kind of magic sauce in there. Um, that there GPU is. and like and Octane's amazing, and it like there's one thing once you get into like. I'd love to see you play with Octane or even Redshift because that real time is 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 really the best. Um, but there's limitations, yeah. obviously, to it too. Yeah. So, 
I well, that's that's what I why I use Corona because I'm like even right now I'm working on an M4 and I can see everything that I'm doing. I I already have materials applied. Mm-hmm. Imagine me starting with the car stock body and I'll just kind of I'll work from there. And it's a great way for me to imagine what the final product will look like because I already have lights set up, you know, in a, in a kind of realistic manner. Yep. Um, <clears throat> um, I was going to say something, but I forgot. So. <laughs> well, you're actually making a car as you're going, so it's fine. Yeah, but no, it's cool. It's cool to see you because, like, as, as I was saying, and I hope the one thing that people are taking away from this is, like, A, follow your passions, and <clears throat> B, like never stop learning and always be humbled by the fact that you like you'll never learn at all and 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 when you want to learn the best life hack that I've learned from learning is literally do the thing that you love the most and nothing else because there's no point to learning something like I remember when I was like first wanting to learn how to model my friend's like well model a hammer I'm like I don't want to model fucking hammer like that's not interesting at all to me It's, that's why the first thing I modeled was a car. I went straight in there. Smart, I was like, I want to make cars. I'm going to learn how to model a car. <laughs> Your impulses are impeccable and they've led you to this really great place, I think, which is um, is really rare. It's kind of unique, too. I think a lot of times people get so influenced by the impact of others and you have, too, but I feel like you've been influenced by others, but you've managed to retain your own like style, if that makes sense. Yeah. I've made I've made sure of that in a way. How do you um, how do you cognitively like make sure that you're keeping track of that? Because that's something that's easy to get lost in, right? Like, let's so, say like you see like Larry Chen killing it with photos. You're like, I want to be a car photographer. You know, like yeah. like well, hold so, on, I, yeah. So, but. in in all honesty, um, it's about finding the balance of how much you expose yourself to other people's work. Um, so say every now and again, I'll check Art Station. And I'll have a quick breeze there. But I'll also make sure not to get too attached um, in the sense of I don't want someone else to kind of... I, I don't want someone else's artwork in certain aspects to influence what I do because there are certain things I like and there are other things that I'll be like, oh, like, you know, that's really cool. I didn't really think of that. But I'll also try and adapt it to, to something more... That, that I find suitable and I think this is just purely because because of the amount of years I've been doing this for um, you know you you discover quirks that are quite unique to you or things that you do persistently maybe without even realizing it you know um, and it's these things that kind of help you understand what is kind of more you or you know your your kind of signature thing Um but say, you know, nowadays there are a lot more artists doing rendering and rendering cars. Um, <clears throat> there's a ton. There's a ton, yeah. But I try not to look at their work. Oh, I try. Smart. No, I don't like actively dodge their work, you know. Like, I, I just, I don't, just, go, just hating. I don't go, okay. I don't go searching for it. No, I know. Except the people I follow, Ash, like yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, it's the same. It's the same, too. You know yeah. what I mean, though, right? Yeah, you you get inundated, though. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. I'm probably not describing myself the best as I can, but um, there's, there's kind of a limit to you know you like you allow yourself to oh you know maybe maybe have a look at a few things and then you're like oh, okay okay that's enough don't want to get too influenced. Um, but but there's so many sides to it 
there, there are so many ideas that are constantly kind of going on and, you know, you reuse ideas that you may have had in the past and it's, it's, it just, it depends on time and situation and feeling also. Yeah. That's a smart, that's actually a really smart tip too. And I think it comes down, I was listening to this podcast, I think it's called broken record with Rick Rubin and, um, Malcolm Gladwell, um, who are uh, both legends. And it was really cool. They were talking about, I think they were talking to Bon Ivy, uh, Bon, bon Iver, Bon Iver. Uh, okay. But I think it was him and they were talking about influences and they were saying like, they kind of came down to the idea that influences for really great pro- prolific artists come from all over the place. Like, it's, <laughs> like it's your music in your life and yeah. everything nature is, is it's much stronger when you can cross pollinate and you can kind of bring exactly. in other influences exactly. and you can see it with food you know it's like great cuisine is actually a great culmination of multiple regions and it's like a culmination of all of that thing but it's not just like one place only it's, there's specialized spots to that that's really great but like great cuisine flourishes in cities you know because it's exactly. a cultural like you know melting pot so i think yeah. it's the same thing with art and being inspired and that's that can be really difficult too especially now i think because before you started instagram wasn't a thing you know instagram is quite an important thing in your life now i'd imagine right uh it is but it's not something i strive for it's essentially just another portfolio for me you know i i didn't start this with instagram and i i'm i'm certainly not working for instagram you know i i still create work because i i want to kind of make it Smart. Uh, and i post things that i like and i enjoy and things that i want to make you know if if people want to see that that's great and it's awesome to kind of potentially inspire people from that but if they don't it's it's not the end of the world you know i don't i don't expect everyone to kind of follow what i do or like the work that i do um but kind of there's two sides to that. I can kind of follow what I want to do, but then also, you know, having kind of having essentially half a million people watching what you're doing, (laughs) you sometimes feel obliged to kind of, you know, attempt to connect. Um, It's it's, posting something, you know, won't get as many like likes or posting something that, you know, will crush. And then it exactly. doesn't. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And and in all honesty, there have been times where I've posted something purely because I, I felt like it would go viral or because it was a hot subject or hot topic at the time. Not because I may have personally wanted to do that, but it's always been a kind of there's always been a limitation there. You know, I you know me, I I'm very particular with cars that I work on and I only tend to work on cars that I really enjoy. Um <clears throat> Because otherwise, I, I know I wouldn't put my all into it and I wouldn't be inspired to kind of work on that car. So I've had to turn down certain jobs where, you know, I may not have, um, I may not have kind of, you know, really enjoyed the thought of working on a particular car or I, I just wouldn't have been in, in, as invested in it. Um, I appreciate that, though. I've had many jobs come to me and I'm like, just hire Kaisel. Like, he's way better. Like, just have him do it, you know? And they're like, yeah, we did, or like, oh, he's busy. And I'm like, well, just have him do it, you know. <laughs> like, but our, our, our jobs where you're, he's like, oh, I, I think that you weren't interested, but you were too nice not to say that you weren't. So, it was, which is also really fun too. Like, I don't know, I, I appreciate that because 
Um, and it's good to hear that. And I think that's what makes sense. And I think that I think now more now than ever, there's this there's this co- comedian that I um, listen to every once in a while. He's really funny. His name is Andy Schultz. He's from New York. I know exactly who he is. Yes. He's fucking amazing. He's super funny. That guy is. He's a. He, he was is. on Bobby Lee's podcast, um, Tiger Belly, and Ty, um, Bobby was just in love with him and talking about him and just saying like, no, how much he adores him. And he's so knowledgeable as well. Yeah, wow. it's kind of odd. He's like an old soul in a young, younger guy's body, I guess, if that makes sense. And so. But he was going off by, uh, like, he was, I think the advice he was giving, like, um, he was saying, like, you know, the people that are going to make it in this world moving forward are, like, the genuine people. You know, it's, it's the people that are are going to go into that, you know, that uncomfortable spot of being themselves and, mm-hmm. and following their guidance of their choice and their, and their taste and their aesthetic and stuff. And I have, I just bought the new Mac Pro. And <laughs> I man, I just, I just really, I, I just love the. I, I'm hoping that all of the stuff that I use is going to start going back to Mac, and I'm just going to stay in one computer. Because how are they when it comes to rendering, actually? Because uh, I that's surely the reason why I stayed away from them. I didn't, yeah. I didn't really think they were. You know, how do you how do you deal with that? They're just more. They're like it's. It, it, I think there's a couple things that are going on. I think that um apple and nvidia uh don't work well together i think mostly because i think apple doesn't want nvidia to be as powerful i don't know i can't i can't tell these are these are things that are bigger than me you know it's like almost like talking politics you know so um uh-huh. okay. yeah I, th- I think so nvidia kind of has uh, a, a stronghold on the gpu rendering scene um with all their cards and stuff and they're amazing. Like the 2080 TIs are really incredible GPUs and they work really great with programs like um, rendering programs like Redshift and Octane and stuff. So from my experience, um, but Apple doesn't have that. They don't, they don't collaborate with NVIDIA. So they don't have the last time they did was like way back when. Um, so, but the new ones, uh, <clears throat> the new Mac pro is modular and you can put GPUs in here, but you can't run NVIDIA's yet, I think. So, but okay. what's happening, what I'm excited about and what I'm kind of doubling down on, which I'm hoping for, is that um, all these renders that I use are being ported to Metal. Metal is basically Mac's uh, operating system programming, I think. So all of these programs that I was kind of lost with before are going to actually be, I mean, I'd be able to use my Mac to do them. And that's really where I want to do because I, I, I had, I just got rid of my other slave machine. I had three computers. <clears throat> Dude, working on three computers by myself like these are just normal computers these are like gnarly like built computers like it's it's it was horrible it was a horrible experience because it was just like oh the driver failed on this or this one doesn't have a connection to that and this one's out of date with that and it's like like it literally takes a part-time job so i got rid of that one i'm starting to slowly purge and as soon as apple can um kind of be it's not even apple's thing anymore it's kind of like these programs um, these people have invested their time and energy in the hardware and uh, and I don't blame them because they're following what is going to work best for them. But the problem is, is the end user like myself kind of gets screwed because we can't use the programs that we've been wanting to use because we're stuck to an operating system and the habits that we have. And it's so hard to kind of switch things over. So long story short, I'm doubling down and I'm going to see. But I also I only primarily use my Mac basically all day long. And then the only thing I use my pc for is just 
the rendering part of things. So I'll build everything on my Mac and then I'll port it all over to the PC and it's all connected via my NAS and then I just kind of work and render off there. And so I'm, I'm only in the PC world a little bit. So, <clears throat> but yeah, they, they both have their issues and so neither is perfect. Um, yeah. So, yeah. and it's not yes. like, it doesn't really matter. They're tools, but they're, they're not like, it, it is what it is. Like they definitely have their thing. So, but, um, I forgot what we were talking about before I had to jump away. I apologize for that. Um, no, no, it's yeah. fine. But it was like a thousand dollars with a RAM and I had to sign for it because it couldn't sit on the porch. So I was like, okay, <laughs> I had to go grab it. So Jeez. Yeah, I got, I got, I bought like, um, 256 gigs. I think, I think it's about no 192. I can't remember. Something like that. Yeah. So, that way I can really crush through a lot of after effects stuff. So that's good. That's great. Yeah. Uh, I've gotten to the point where I'm sure you getting to that same point where I'm just kind of tired of dealing with, Oh, I need this or that. I'm just like, I'm just going to get it and just be done with yeah. it and figure out how to that's afford it later. <laughs> that's what I need to do with my current PC. I, I need to upgrade majorly. Yeah. Um, and I'm, you know, you get to a point where you're like, okay, I need to spend the money that I need to spend to kind of get the things I need. You know, like it's not as if it's something I'm never going to use. It's something I use every day. You know, it's it's uh, it's one of those things. You, you know, you're going to make use of it, and um, <clears throat> it's uh, it's an investment. Yeah. Well, you double down and it makes you money. You know, like, yeah. and I think like this is something that I kind of learned from a lot of successful people, and it's also. I reference a lot of podcasts, but I remember hearing like, uh, uh, what is, I forget his name, but it was one guy talking about like how he was thinking about getting like a Ferrari and he was talking to his other friend who is wealthy and his other friends, like, I think it was Joe Rogan or something. And then, uh, the guy was like, yeah, like Joe was just like, yeah, fuck it. Just get it. And then the guy's like, well, I don't know if I can afford it. He's like, you will figure it out. Like the thing is, is you got to throw yourself into this position of like, I don't know if I can afford it but I'm going to do it anyways just so I can have it, you know, and then you figure it out. And by, by taking the risk of, of, of having this thing that you don't think you could afford, then like you've managed to uh, like make yourself better almost because you've had to make a solution to make yourself better to, to, to manage to how to afford it, you know? Exactly. So it's like, yeah. it's almost like taking supreme ownership of your existence, you know, which is cool. Like, um, and if you subscribe to that, which I do, cause I think it's really cool. So, but Definitely. Yeah, but it was it was uh so that's and and also like one thing that I've been really just kind of because I think for me it came from me just growing up really poor, so a lot of my decisions were coming from like the impulse of like escaping poverty. So now yeah. it's like okay, well I'm not a poverty guy anymore, so I have to like li- learn to live uh, as a person that doesn't have those limitations. I mean, it's not like I'm wealthy. It's just that I don't I, I, like affording food is not a problem anymore. <laughs> thankfully, yeah. it used to be, you know, uh, but not having that. And now I'm going to go, okay, like now it's time to have the tool, you know, the right yeah. tool for the job. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. Just so you can be in your space and you can actually create more and be prolific, which obviously at the end of the day, that's what matters most to us. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah yeah and if you think about the amount of like impact that the tools that we use have it wouldn't even be like a second thought it's which which, what's really weird is i wouldn't think twice about spending like a ton of money more than i would ever spend on anything in my office on a car that i would you know like you know like my nsx is a very expensive thing and i'm like oh whatever like it's not a big deal it's so funny (laughs) 
how your mind gets tricked in that. I know you have the same problem because you have an RX-7 and those aren't cheap either. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, you only got one life at the end of the day as well, you know? Yeah, exactly. Which I think I told you I'm going to get, I'm going to be selling the NSX, right? You did, yeah. You did. You didn't tell me what you're going to be replacing it with, though. Oh, can you guess? Let's do some guesses. I'm curious to see what you think I would replace the NSX with. I don't think you'll guess it. I'm pr- um, isn't it something, it's something bigger, no? SUV? No? <laughs> oh, no, no, SUV. Okay, good. So that wasn't you, um, thankfully. Uh, huh. Is it more modern? Uh, yeah, yeah. It'd, it'd be 2018 or 2000, 2018, 2019, maybe okay. 2020. 2020? Maybe, if I can afford it. Maybe. Okay. That's a maybe. Huh. That, um... I guess it is big. It's not an SUV, though. That gets me. Uh, are you moving away from, from Japanese? Yeah, yeah. I'm getting a German? Raptor. I'm going to get a Raptor. Oh. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it's quite a you, move. You've gone place. from an NSX to a Raptor, yeah. and you said that's not an SUV? I should have said off-road. <laughs> yeah. Is that yeah. Aaron's fault? That's Aaron's doing, isn't it? It's Aaron. It's Ken Block. It's my NSX mechanic. He has one. Um, it's my friend Matt. Um, it's everybody that I know that has one has is, is it's just um, yeah it's the it's their favorite vehicle. I asked Ken. I said, "What's your favorite vehicle?" No, this it's a U.S. What? thing. I think it's basically That's America funny. personified. If I lived in the U.S. and I lived near you, you wouldn't be selling your NSX. <laughs> well, maybe. So here's the thing. I, and <laughs> no, I, maybe I, I wouldn't allow such a thing. <laughs> Well, here's the thing, like you go through life, me, like I said, I grew up very impoverished and it was hard. Life was pretty tough and you go through life and a lot of why the NSX was important to me is I wanted to prove myself that I could afford a supercar and and support that off of my um, passion of art, right? So I did that, checked that box off. I've had it for five years and it's been awesome. Um so I've had it for like an eighth of my life or six years or something like that. So it's time now that I've checked that off and I've enjoyed it thoroughly and I've built it up and all these things. Uh-huh. Boom. That part of my life, one life. No, I fully agree. I fully agree. There's, there's, a, uh, there's a couple of things that you probably don't know about California is it's incredibly difficult to own a modified yeah. car. Very hard. It's very expensive. It's a pain in the I ass. Do. It just sucks. Yeah, I'm sure you know that now. Yeah, the US doesn't doesn't make it easy for uh, modified car owners over there. Um, yeah, I think it's I, like I that for understand. most it's places. A part right? of, it's a part of growth and progression. Just, just for yourself. Um, that's going to be awesome, though. Uh, have you got specs decided and everything already? Or? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, so there's a couple things like so, and the other reason why is like I'm not. The roads are really getting more congested here. And the NSX is an amazing car. It does one or two things incredibly well, and the rest of it, it's unusable almost. Like, I don't, I wouldn't leave it somewhere. Like, yeah. I've come back to it, like, and people are sitting on it taking pictures, and I just want to, like, I want to drop kick them. Uh, like, people the put fuck? their kids on them. You know, I'm like, dude, don't touch my car, man. Like, Jeez. you know, so. Disrespect is unreal there. Yeah, yeah, it is very disrespectful. So, like, I, so 
So I can't leave it out of my sight. So that means I have to be with it at all times. And that makes me really highly stressed, you know, <laughs> like when I'm, when oh. I can't, I can't enjoy it like in the pleasure sense anymore, like, because it's become this thing that like, I got to care for so highly. And also yeah. it's like when I drive it, when I'm in the canyons, like I'm on 10 tenths of killing myself. So I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't want to die, you know? And if I die, like that would suck, you know, I got a family. It's always a good thing. I mean, sorry, not dying is always a good thing. Um, definitely, <laughs> that won't be it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I fully get it. I, I daily my RX. You know, I mean, I don't drive it every single day, but pretty much most weekends now I drive it. And every time I do, I'm like, oh, I need to get another car because I don't want to. You know, it's it's one of those cars that you don't want to keep driving. You kind of want to preserve it, but. Yes. But the situation I'm in right now, it's the only car that I have. So I have to, I, you know, I'm kind of forced to do that. But if I had the option, I would also do exactly the same thing. Um, yeah. Now I, I, feel like, I wouldn't have, like, I, I don't have to deal with the modified issues in California. I can go, I can get out of the roads and make new ones. And I also yeah. been, like, loving going on road trips and, um, yeah, and it's it's like I went and test drove one because everybody was talking. I'm like, okay, let me just see what the deal is on this. And I test drove it. And I was like, oh, okay, I get it. it totally makes sense. It's fast. Uh, yeah. It's huge. It's like you're above everybody. It's powerful. It's you got love in the roads, don't you? That's, yeah, that's it. Yeah. You want to have that road presence. <laughs> well, I don't even care about anything else other than my own personal happiness when it's coming to that because it is such an expensive thing, you know? Yeah. So, and I think that also is a point of like cars are so regional specific. Like, like if you have a specific car, like let's say it's like an old Italian car, well, it makes sense if you live out in the like the country with like these little roads that you can drive around in, you know. And if you have the the time and energy and and patience to deal with like the finickiness of that, you know. A lot of my friends that were like, "Don't sell it," I'm like, "Well, you can buy it," you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, yeah. Mm, probably not. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's also the thing I was going to say too is, especially with cars, as you're so familiar with too, is like people are so opinionated of them. Oh yeah. Yeah. Why? Why is that? Do you think? Why people think that they have ownership of the things that you make? Um, because they, the internet is an open forum. You know, people feel obliged to to share what they think and they want to be heard. Um. There's many things I can say to respond to that, you know. Um, sometimes it, it can it can take a lot to kind of not just lose your shit over what someone else thinks, but you have <laughs> to ground yourself and be like, no, wait, <laughs> you know, it's just one person at the end of the day or a few people, you know. Um, <clears throat> it comes back to what you were saying earlier, though, you know, about not focusing on the negatives and, and kind of, you know, focusing on, on the positives, um, but yeah people and opinions we, we all feel entitled to share our opinions because we can um, even when it's not needed or not necessary you know I rarely share my opinions online yeah same um, it's weird when people go way. like they get really angry or aggressive I'm like wow like what's they wrong do. with you yeah <laughs> they do some get you know they take it a step too far and, and you know they bring racism into it and other things yeah and it's, you have, do you have to deal on. with that you, I'm sure you deal with that yeah. shit huh yeah Man. I have I have in the past that's, um, so, that's so weak well, so. it is yeah it is but you know it's it's the internet it's um it's uh, 
it's, it's an open forum, like I said, you know, I mean, people feel the need to, to share what they think, even when it's not asked, you know, it's like giving critique of, of someone's work when it's not, it's not been asked for, you know, it's like, because it's there, because you're putting it out there, people are going to say what they want to say. <clears throat> Yeah, and um, you know, but I also I also try and look at it from a different aspect, um, in terms of thinking about what that person might be going through. You know, them, mm-hmm. there's probably a reason why they're saying things like that. All right, they might not like it and just straight up chat shit about it. That's fine. But then, if someone's more persistent with the kind of hate that they throw at you, there's there's probably more of an underlying kind of issue going on there you know you never know what each person is kind of dealing with we all have our own stories our own battles and good of you to do that that's how you actually get over it faster if you can look at it like that exactly you know you can't you can't always blame the internet and blame the person you know it's it's, every every single person has a story and or has something going on you know Sometimes people take it too far, but you know, sometimes it can be it can be resolved quite quite nicely. You know, like prime example the other day, I posted a, a Lamborghini Miura, and um, <clears throat> I got a comment saying that uh, I covered the headlights, and this is what I was going back on earlier. You know how kind of um, you get a lot of that though. You get a oh, lot of that. Yeah, I watch it and I'm like, oh god, you got thick skin, man. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, like, that's yeah. only through the years. Like, you'll notice sometimes I reply in a kind of sarcastic manner. Yeah, you um, do. Yeah. That's that's more kind of entertaining and humorous for me. Um, sometimes I'm just like, oh fuck it, I'll have some fun here, you know. Um, obviously, I, I also try in your now comments to too, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, like, in the stories, you know, like, it's become a thing where sometimes if, if I get a really stupid question, I'll just I'll just kind of, you know, I'll kind of uh, play along, should I say. Sure. Um, yeah, you entertain but, it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's fun. People laugh. You know, it makes people smile. And um, as long as, obviously, I make it clear that I am only joking. But um, sometimes it doesn't always work. And... I think given the amount of followers I've somehow uh, gained now, I'm, I'm automatically perceived as, as uh, either arrogant or, you know, kind of uh, self-involved or a kind of stuck up person. But you meet me in person and you're like, Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it's you know. yeah. Not at all. Yeah. But it, it comes back to kind of opinions and people's opinions of you um, and, and kind of forming judgments and, and everything. And, people will judge you regardless you know there's there's nothing you can do to stop that it's more how you deal with it uh i guess that kind of says a lot yeah Um, i also think it really helps that you have sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but i also think it's great that you have your empathy i think having empathy is such a strong tool to counter the 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 madness of just dealing with people um I feel as well, more so recently, that the internet as a, as a whole um, is partially to blame. I feel like there's more a lack of empathy nowadays. You know, people are so exposed to to everything online, videos. You know, 
incidents that happen, accidents, everything. Um, and I feel like empathy is a, uh, it's, um, what's the term? Uh, it's not something you wildly see these days uh, in certain aspects of life. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think. Well, I think um, it's. I think you're leading by example, especially in this conversation. Like saying, like people that are throwing hate at you, even racial kind of slurs. You're kind of you're kind of processing it in a way where you're kind of looking beyond it, going like, well, maybe there's something more to this, you know. And I think that when something happens for me or the person, people that are listening to this, maybe we'll have the same approach and we can kind of evolve. I think the thing is, is that if you look at the scheme of like our creation and how long we've been around and then like the smallest small window of the internet existing, it's a huge shift for the mer- the human psyche to have this interconnectivity. It's it huge. Is. It's massive. Really and we're, we're infants to it. We're really our infants to it. And so uh, I don't know how to deal with it sometimes. Well, I don't Not know how you do. There's, um, there's, there's so much going on, so many people to kind of, you know, keep engaged. And, and if you don't answer a question or someone's question doesn't get answered, that person immediately thinks you're a dick. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm yeah. serious, you know. Yeah, I, have, I know I you so, are, and I've had the same problem. so many questions that I, can't, I purely can't answer yeah. or I've missed just because of the, the sheer number of, of questions that I get. You know, I, I'm only one person at the end of the day. Oh, and oh, I'm, come on. I'm, not, I'm not stuck on my phone constantly. You know, yeah. I try not to be. It's, it's, uh, You're sometimes on there a it's lot, though. Yeah. No, I'm posting probably artwork a lot. I'm not actually on my phone. That's good. I always told yeah, you, right, and I, I, I wish you, I wish you, I hopefully someday you'll get a producer, but I've told you that would probably save you so I much. I actually you do. That's yeah. good. You need one because, yeah. like, you're literally so prolific. This week. <laughs> good. I'm finally. I'm stoked you finally did that because I, yeah. I was seeing. I was like, dude, you just need a. You need a producer. You need somebody to handle that side thing so you could just yeah. focus on you. Uh, You've gotten too big to not have a producer. You're like your own thing, you know. <clears throat> yeah, this was something I purely based off the conversations that me and you asked as well. I knew this was something that I really. Um, and I finally managed to kind of connect with the correct people, um, and uh, and yeah, I, I'm I'm very excited to kind of it's it's a lot of anxiety off me as well, you know, like um, just kind of not missing out on certain opportunities, but also making sure you're you're not undervalued and you don't undervalue yourself. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So so yeah. Um, very grateful Um, good man i'm stoked to hear that that's awesome we're gonna see another stride in you because if you can just focus on you and the things you like to create rather than like the world around you and the noise of that like because you could sink under that it's just sometimes it's just too much you know like it'll just eat you up you know so i think people forget sometimes as well that these you know sure someone has a lot of followers but they're still human at the end of the day yeah, dude. Yeah. they have good days and bad days you know kind of like when when i was working at yay there was a, a time with me working there where it, you know i got so stressed and anxious to the point i started losing hair mm. um you know it triggered kind of an autoimmune response where i got alopecia from it that's right um, i remember that and yeah. I, yeah and i'm still living with the kind of the effects of that now 
you know, two, three years later. Um, <clears throat> it's, uh, yeah, it's, it put a lot into perspective for me, um, you know, of trying to disconnect. It's important to disconnect. Imagine being the president or like something like that. Yeah. How do how do they how do those guys do it, man? I think those people just have a lot of people that are smart and good and and close in their circle that keep them tight. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You hope so. That's why I was like but, really hoping for you to find a really solid producer or somebody to partner with that will take care of that part of you, so you could just do your thing. You know, it's so important to have that. I I couldn't be the person I am I today and as prolific as I managed to be without my wife. My wife is my yep. producer. She like helps me focus on what I want to be doing. You know, so yeah. Which is uh, you know, it's, it's, that's a perfect combination for you. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm quite excited for to to kind of see how things you know play out in that sense. Good. But yeah, the internet is a difficult place. <laughs> Yeah, it is. And but I but I think it's it's awesome that you're doing it and that you managed to to to, to, to you know process it properly and like kind of it, it cuz it, it can be so ridiculous and it can be so uh demanding um and unhealthy uh if you let it, right? Because it's yeah. it is a, such a challenge um to kind of to to handle all these expectations and stuff, but it's it's almost like uh, I, I, I at the same time too would think like it was funny because I think I remember like venting to you I think it was like the speed hunters one of the speed hunters posts I think I don't know if you remember this it's pretty funny and like the I think it was like the Carmen Ghia or something and it was uh-huh. like oh this is cool like I'm having a lot of fun Aaron yeah. Beck calls my my cars like cars that are slow that shouldn't go fast series like <laughs> which i think is great it's really applicable because right now i'm working on like a, a lincoln i don't know if i showed you the lincoln i'm working on it's i'm getting close to finishing it soon but um but it, that was pretty funny but anyways so um there was this Carmagia and and i had the uh posted like it got posted dino did an awesome feature on it props to dino because dino's really sweet um He's a great guy, and uh, and then yeah, there was just a lot of hate on it, and it and I started to do what I think you probably did in the beginning, which you started taking it personal, you know. And I was like, oh, like why are these guys hating? And they were like making snide comments about things, and I was like, oh, they're attacking my taste, you know. And then you were like, welcome, like <laughs> I think you were having a moment because you're like, welcome to the internet or whatever. You're like, you gotta deal with it, and I was like, oh, like. There's no easy way for that. I, what I've learned, and I've had a lot of co- conversations and talk like with talk um, with with friends that are prolific or that have, have big followings and stuff, and they all just there's a couple of tactics that they use. One of them that I thought was great came from Chris Doe, as he said that are they using complete sentences? Are is their spelling accurate? Are they addressing you like unemotionally? You know, like these things. If they don't, if they check all those lines, and it's worthy of like listening. You know, that means that they're coming from a place of like logic rather than emotion. And then any of the other ones, you just kind of disregard because they're obviously, they have some sort of situation where they're not willing to be like balanced with themselves and they're taking that out on you. Yeah. There's just not enough energy and time in the day to give that, you know, so. Exactly. And that's how, that's how you have to look at it and handle it. You know, like I I ignore a lot of it. I, I, I got to a point now where honestly I I don't care, you know. Like I, 
I'm quite comfortable with what I post. I know kind of, you know, reasons why I make certain things and I don't have to explain that, you know, to other people. Like I make what I make because I want to, you know, not, you know, I, don't, I don't make it for other people. Like It's like I said earlier, um, if other people want to view that, that's, that's great. But it's, it's not the goal to kind of make things so that people can, can see this, you know. It's more literally just exercising kind of my own ideas and what's going on in my head. You know, it's, it's a form of me having a sketch pad. Um, it's just digitalized. Yeah. Uh, but when you start kind of mixing in sponsorship and expectation with that, it, <laughs> it, can, it changes. It's, it's, uh, it's a different story. You've been smart at that, though. You've been smart at navigating that, I feel like, right? It seems like you're constantly weighing the odds and the cost inside your mind, and then you're making the decisions about yeah, what... Yeah, so, so kind of... Sorry. Uh, no, no, no. Um, when, it, when it comes to kind of sponsorship and everything, I make sure I work with people who align with my values and things I like. I make it very clear, you know, that, say, if it's a real brand or... Or, you know, a specific type of company doing something. Um, I make it clear. Look, I, I use what I want to use. Um, you know, I don't. I don't want to make something um, and have a, for example, a specific set of wheels on it. You know, I want to put whatever I want on that car, uh, and um, it lowers expectation. <laughs> yeah. But also helps people understand that you're not doing this just, you know just kind of for them it's it's something passion there's something that you're passionate about and they're kind of they're a part of it with you um but yeah i i still have a lot to learn when it comes to that kind of that side of things um really why i also have you know representation in that sense but yeah i and I've said to you, said this to you before. I've I've never considered myself or kind of seen myself as a business. I've never really seen the opportunities there. Uh, Are you seeing it now? You know, Since you're doing prints and stuff, that's good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Probably five years five years too late. I don't think so. Uh, but better sooner you know, than later. You know, like than never. Yeah. I, it kind of is it's why I decided to leave EA as well which people are probably like why would you leave EA you know uh, I was, has I was anybody told you that a lot of people yeah really a lot of people interesting yeah I, 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 I always like I was always like why are you Eddie <laughs> exactly yeah I know five years <laughs> I was too long honestly yeah. it's, 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 it's a good job though I'm sure you know it, it was yeah it was It was. Um, you know I made I made some great friends there and everything but um, it has it had it had its uh, ups and downs um, and there's a lot of kind of politics going on there, but I won't get into that. But um, but yeah, a lot of people are like you know like why why would you leave you know why would you leave EA and and uh, I'm like I've been there five and a half years of my life. Yeah. You know I want I have I had so many things going on outside of work that I wanted to work on and fully focus on. I'm like look my time you know like my time here is 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 ended. I'm you know I want to go freelance i want to fully focus on my own projects and i want to dedicate my time to that yeah um because you know we, you get stuck into a routine you get comfortable with things and you're like okay yeah cool all right 
No. <laughs> that's that's great. That's and great. Five years goes by, and you're like, yeah, you know, it's, it's, you know, and that's yeah. great for people. That's great for some people. It's, it's comfortable. Some people. You know? Some people. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And each to their own. For me, I if I didn't kind of put myself in this position, I wouldn't push myself to kind of see what I can actually do. Yeah. Uh, and this is where LTO kind of comes into it. So now I'm freelancing fully and. Um, to people know. what LTO is. Yeah. So for those that don't know, um, LTO, also known as Live to Offend, is my body kit company, um, where I'm, you know, I design body kits for cars, and I'm trying to bring my renders to life, pretty much. Um, so kind of that's that's my full time job now, designing body kits uh, to kind of bring to the real world, um, and it's great. You know, it's something I've always wanted to do and always dreamed of doing. Uh, but I wouldn't have been able to focus on this full time if I didn't kind of sacrifice, you know, the comfort I had at EA to, to kind of get, you know, get to where I am now, if that makes sense. It does. Um, <clears throat> this is cool because I'm hoping this is a time capsule. A lot of times I get these podcasts, my friends, they come on here, and I'm hoping this is a time capsule for you because there's, there's these um, – relevant trends that are happening with you like and, and repetitive trends that you'll you feel obviously is that you you come up onto a thing you use your passion and your guidance based on like the way you were raised or whatever your tastes are and then you take that and then you evolve it into the next thing but you're never really becoming complacent and and um being too comfortable like and that's smart man that's a good thing to have it really really is um, yeah, and I applaud I mean, it. I, I love it because you're right. You'll never know what you're capable of unless you do it, and no one's going to take a risk on you except for yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, my parents are like, "What are you going to do?" I'm like, <laughs> "I'm gonna, I'm gonna force myself to find work, and you know, um, so thankfully, smart. I'm, so smart. I, I'm in a situation where it's like, you know, I, I, I do get work and jobs and everything like that, but." You know, it's, it's one of those things. I mean, yes, I probably am crazy kind of leaving. Nah. I got paid decently and, and uh, it's just it, it had to be done. I can't I can't really describe it. Right. I can't I describe, describe it. to me. I did it and I know. How yeah, exactly. You, you four people. No. Um, but also yeah. the people that are listening, though, I think it's also really relevant, too. But at yeah. the same time, like, you, like you're going to learn how to become a business person. And, yeah. Yeah. and you're going to learn business and there's an art to business too. I have a couple friends that are artists that actually turned into like really wicked business people because they love the art of business too. Cause there's yeah. a whole art to that too, which is cool. Yeah. There is. There's, there's a lot there, which I'm, I'm slowly learning, um, learning about for one. Um, yeah. but yeah, there's, there's, there's so much, so much to kind of learn. It's easy to get um, lost in. And again, you have to keep, you have to be guided by your own, like, yeah. what do I want? And you got to be conscious of like the sacrifices you're willing to make because there's going to be sacrifices that come down the road, but you have to be like, Oh, I really want this. And I got to make sure that this happens for that. And you know, like you got to have those tent poles, you know, it, but it also, it's it always, it's very important and useful in a world too, especially with yourself. I'd imagine too, just being surrounded by and inundated by people. You, you don't know if they're trying to use you or what's going on. Like, how yeah. to find genuine people, you know, like, exactly. and that's hard, it's, something, yeah. it's something that becomes more noticeable, you know, you notice people are suddenly only friendly with you because they might want a shout out on your Instagram. 
yeah. like that and it's it's yeah. it's quite evident at times and you know it's it's just one of those things it's just life in general you'll always kind of come across people like that you know? yeah uh, but kind of thankfully I, I have a good group of friends who you know which surprisingly most aren't even in the car scene you know, they're, the they're, best friends to have, don't yeah, they? <laughs> they're separated, yeah. and they're also grounding as well, you know, um, good. which is, which helps um, and, and also when it comes to, you know, having things that need to be put into perspective. Um, yep. That's really important, yeah. and you need that too. Like, you need to have people put you in your place and your perspective and make sure that you're not losing sight of what matters most, obviously. Oh. Exactly. To do so, yeah. Like I've I've made so many incredible connections through the car as well. You know, like it's uh, just just through my the, the type of car I own alone. You know, like it's 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 such a, a warm it's such a warm uh, it's a warm network of people essentially. You know, like it's just you share one passion. Um, and you meet some really, you know, really incredible characters from it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's true. And there are, that's a good point, as there are characters, some good, some bad. <laughs> a nice mix of all the others, though. Yeah, but keeping it, I mean, that's really the trick, is not getting too lost in the things that don't matter and trying to, like, you know, and, and getting focused on the things that do matter and um, and setting a course. Do you have a course of of, like, where you are wanting to be like let's say in five years or maybe even at the end of 2020 did you have you thought about that um i i know where i want to be and i know what i want to be doing um and i'm just i'm taking every day as it comes to kind of work to that goal really um planning out things you know i i have goals for the end of this year and projects that are currently in motion which are, are super exciting and they're helping me get closer to that end goal i don't fully know what it looks like right now but i know that it's a step in the right direction uh, if that makes sense you know, i'm not i'm not 100 certain uh, also going with the flow kind of helps you know you can't always predict everything that happens in life so i try to kind of stay grounded in that sense of, you know, I can't really control the outcome of everything that happens and everything that I do. So I just have to keep going, focus on, on what I'm doing and, and see kind of where things take me. <clears throat> I think that's the best approach really, because it's the one that's yeah. going to be the most genuine too. And it's not going to, because sometimes too, I think if you're like, I really want to do this and I want this and so on and so forth. And then you sacrifice at the end of it, you're not even, a, a, a shadow of your past self you know and so it's that's a really interesting complicated thing in life is like how much of your past self do you take with you on the journey you know and then how much do you leave it's uh <laughs> super tricky you know um it's yeah, yeah. how it do you is. manage that um i mean there's there's nothing specific that i do really i I try to make sure that I work on projects I'm passionate about and enjoy. And it doesn't feel like work. You know, it's not, I don't see it as work in that sense. So I don't think about it as much. I don't stress over it. Um, How do you keep that though? Because that's a great, I, I'm, I'm the same way when it comes to my passion stuff. And, but the trick is like, how do you maintain that, right? So 
with the uh, expectations and all that kind of stuff, you know? It's a good question. Um, you're also very young, too. That's another thing that's really important to mention. Is what, you're 26? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's awesome. Thank you. Um, well, it's, just, uh, it's it's awesome because, like, to, to I think on the outside, and I, did, I'm, I asked you a question, I'm jumping on you, I apologize, but to the outside person, somebody's, let's say, let's say, Kaisel from the beginning, Kaisel that was emailing me in the beginning of like jumping into concept art, Kaisel doing the, the Dan Levisi stuff, not saying that that was the beginning, but you're, you're starting to approach this next phase in your life. That person looking at you now, what do you think that person's thinking? You know? Um, that's, that's quite a question there. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I think I think an older me would be looking at me now and be like, that's what I want to do. And, you know, I want to get to that level as well. Um, essentially, as to how I felt looking at you, you know, looking at yourself and Aaron at that time, mm. I think it's the same, the same kind of thing. It's quite difficult for me to disconnect sometimes and, and try and try and uh, get a sense of my accomplishments, I guess, because I'm always, I'm always pushing further. And, you know, I, I rarely take time to kind of stop and be like, Oh, you know, like, what have I actually done this year? Um, which I think is a, is a bit of a flaw. I need to do that more often. Um, do you do lists and stuff? Do you have a, like, a I do lists. Stuff? Yeah, I do. do um, digitally I, or on paper? Uh, on paper. I find on paper is best for me. Um, I, I like writing things down and then ticking off lists after I've completed you know, a job or something like that. Um, but it can be quite difficult keeping, keeping up. Like last year, uh, so many things happened in the year. Like if you asked me now, what did I do last year? I'd be like, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. There are a few things that I remember that were, you know, they they were they were really kind of great opportunities, like going to Le Mans with a race team, and you know, going to going um, kind of on my first like manufacturer trip with Toyota, driving the new Supra in Madrid, and and doing things like that were super special. Um, but then there are so many things in between that that I've probably just never already forgotten, and not on purpose. It's just because you're you're constantly focusing on moving forward you forget what you've accomplished in the present time yeah it's a go 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 yeah because you've been going hard too i remember when you're traveling yeah. a lot too and yeah. also when you travel in your different time zones and you're meeting all these different types of people and you have yeah. this like celebrity base that's also i i think also probably what it does for you too is gives you a good perspective on like what other celebrities and stuff deal with you know like i think people are always on the outside going like yeah that guy's got the best life and then it's like yeah. no dude it's, it's, it's there's always a struggle with everything like i mean there's there's social media to life but yeah yeah people only see the good you know they're never, they're never they don't see the hours you spend slaving away working on projects or stressing over a project or <laughs> you know, kind of the, the self-doubt that might be there or, you know so many so many variables um so many variables yeah. uh you know it's 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 a constantly evolving game um 
you know, it's tough. But uh, I, I am, I am quite proud of. And this isn't me being stuck up at all. Just, no. just kind of acknowledging, you know, what I have achieved so far. Um, especially when where vehicles are involved, you know, kind of establishing my own body kit company with the help of my business partner, Eric, at, you know, already. I That was something I'd put off for at least that I thought I'd be doing when I was 30. You know, I, I didn't ever feel like I was I would be ready to do something like that. Sure. Um, but, you know, we launched that essentially just over a year ago now. And we have, we have people buying body kits, you know, which is crazy. Like, I can't, <laughs> I still so can't cool, even dude. compute that thing. It's... It's um, it's it's just nice to see kind of other people appreciate something that you're so passionate about, and I think that's why we all, you know, we we love doing that. We love we love sharing, you know, what we've thought, you know, what we've imagined, or to just kind of share that. And and I mean, I, I, I own a, I, I, you know, have a business that's called Live to Offend, but in doing that inspiring others is also a huge part of that process um um yeah it's 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 something very personal to me and um something i you know i kind of put my all into and it's stress it's super stressful sema sema uh sema last year was was a nightmare you know things that Things don't always go according to plan, you know. They never do, especially with cars. Looking to people, and this is like a week before SEMA, and you're like, "What the fuck," you know? <laughs> um, but the, the things that you have to deal with, things you have to, you have to kind of go over quickly and figure out the, the you know, the, the resolve to it. Yeah. Um, but that what, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And if you're up for the challenge, you'll do it and you'll succeed, and it won't be an issue, you know. Um, but yeah, you know, and, and another thing, you know, there's always this battle between YouTubers and our oh, Insta famous and everything like that. But to, to kind of, to That's kind of have, to... honestly, to get to kind of, to kind of have a following that I somehow have managed to, to get without being a YouTuber or without, you know, doing videos just purely by posting pretty pictures of cars. Um, it, it you know it it helps me it helps me kind of appreciate the the hours that I put in um, you know and the reason why you know I made certain opportunities it's um, yeah it's weird. It's, it's weird yeah I don't think it's weird I think it's awesome <laughs> and I think it's designed and I think you've been doing great at designing it it's also like um like you mentioned like it's it's humbling to the fact that people like, cause it's one thing to like a post of yours. That's easy to do. It's cheap, simple. It's like easy for us to go, Oh, I like it. Right. You know, it's another thing to like for somebody to spend hard earned money and thousands of dollars to invest in your vision and put the time in. That's, that's a huge thing, you know, like, and also like, I think it's, it's also, it would be without saying that I'm sure like, uh, Nikai San from RWB is a big influence, obviously. Right. Yeah, yeah, so, he's. They're essentially competition, but you can't, you can't look at, you can't dismiss how, how these people work. I, I met Nakai San in um in Germany 
uh, one of my friends who, who funnily enough, built the first LTO European E30 in Germany. He was also having an RWB build oh, wow. made. Um, yeah. So kind of going, <laughs> meeting him and, and, you know, kind of going around, um, like we went around um, uh, Dresden and, and uh, with, with him and his kind of crew. And, and it was just it's, so surreal you know and then you have uh you know yeah like um Yorsan and, and Kato-san they own and dominate the industry you know uh, but Bunny and Liberty ha- Walk right yeah 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 sorry yeah um for yeah people that uh, aren't, don't know so they're we're, we're sorry for people <laughs> yeah, we need to just in case because a lot of people are, that listen to this I don't think are car peeps as much as us so there's this whole thing that's happened in the car industry and it's happened for a long time and these guys have been around for a while and there's two or there's three that I can, that I know <coughs> they all come from Japan and they're legends are amazing. Nakai, Akira Nakai, it runs RWB, which is rough world. And the, he strictly modifies Porsches that started at air cooled. And I think he's into water cooled or whatever. I don't know, but he starts with the old ones and they're insane. They're beautiful. They're works of art. They're a huge influence on me personally. I'm sure for uh, Kaisel as well. Yep. Then we have Rocket Bunny, which is um, by Kai Mira, right? Yep. And he's yep. amazing too because he also does 3D rendering and modeling too, I think. So yes. his whole thing is kind of like where Eisel's going, like where like he's been doing this for a while too. And he's, I love his kits; they're really beautiful. Like his FRS kit is just just it's really beautiful. It's really yeah. great. And they, yeah. they they keep rocking out like the I think the Rocket Bunny um, two forty kit is really something else as well. It's really yeah. beautiful. This is what I mean. These guys have shaped the industry, and that's oh, what yeah. people relate yeah. to you now. You know, like uh, they are predominant figures in this world, and kind of you have me come along, and I'm like, hi, you know, <laughs> I have this company here with the Nita here and this and that. But um, the first time I was at Sema, I had uh, Kim Yora from from Rocket Bunny, he came up and, and had a look at the kit and he was like, you know, it looks really good. And and that was, wow. that was awesome. You know, that was awesome to kind of get his acknowledgement there. Um, <clears throat> it just inspires you to kind of keep on going, you know? Yeah. Uh, he's a legend. He's a legend. He is. Yeah. He is. He and is. I hear he's really humble too. He is also. Yeah. yeah. Which is also a perfect testament to a, a master because it's like, yeah. The master is always learning. The master never uh-huh. breaks. It's like the master is always constantly <laughs> going, you know. So, which is great. Yeah, and he's covered a lot of cars. Like, as um, as they're at the point now where they can work on any cars they want. You know, that's why at uh, Tokyo Auto Salon that just went by. Um, you know, you have Liberty Walk, who they you know they're, they're designing super silhouette style body kits for R thirty four GTRs, and you know that's like. That's that's crazy, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. It's so inspiring to see. Um, well, I'll I'll get there one day. You know, this year we have we have some really really special projects kind of in the process, which nice. I don't really want to give away. Or yeah, say yeah. Don't talk about it until it's ready. But um, yeah. it's it's a step forward in its progress, you know, and that's all you can kind of ever hope for. Yeah. Being. <clears throat> yeah it's interesting do you feel like this is something that i always think about too and i don't know if this is a thought i'm sure you probably think about this do you feel like entering in this space that it's already oversaturated and like 
Uh, is there room for you to fit? Or I mean, uh, I, know, I mean, I yeah, know that's probably like a negative so. thing, but at the same no, time, it's unrealistic. No, not at all. You know, so. Not at all. I mean, not everyone's making body kits. One is stupidly fucking expensive. <laughs> it uh, is hard to machine the tools and get it all set. Yeah, it's, it's people don't realize the amount of work that goes into it. But Do you have numbers. I know you can't share specifics, but like just the cost from going from prototype to final, because it's. I know it's uh, going to be expensive. It's not cheap. You're you're looking you're looking around 20 to 30 grand more uh, onwards kind of to get prototypes mocked up of full body kits and, yeah. and everything. It's, it's crazy money. Um, <clears throat> That's not too bad, actually. I thought it was going to be more than that. Uh, That's about how much it, my Star Wars project's going to cost me to do. God. Oh, <laughs> it's fucking lucky for some, isn't it? Um, <laughs> hey, man, you got to invest in yourself. <laughs> Flexing. Um, <clears throat> but kind of when you have multiple cars that you want to work on and these cars are super high end you know it's it's things get very expensive very very quickly especially yeah. when parts can be complicated and you know um, and then you get issues and errors and everything like that um, but um, I was going to say something I've forgotten again um, cost of things yes cost of things um not pasta things. Cost. You asked me a question, and I was midway through answering it, and then you came up with cost. What did you ask me prior to that? Um, oh yes, I know what it was. Do you feel like it's oversaturated? Like, like yes, you have yes, a place yes. for this? Like you're going to um, be able to thrive in this realm? I, given responses already, I feel like I'm essentially good to go. Um, good, especially projects we're doing this year. Um, there's, there's some very exciting things on the way and having already established myself with the top three kind of main companies in this, you know, like everyone knows each other. Everyone can see what everyone's doing. Yeah. Um, and I think I've managed to capture the eye of, of those watching, you know, within this industry, um, which is, which is awesome. Um, I mean, I'm, you know, we're still only just getting started. So, progress to be made but given given where we are at the moment um i think it's it's definitely uh there's definitely something for sure yeah that's good to know though sorry your your audio like somehow it's like it's going in and out slightly it's like it kind of gets quiet and it comes back so i'm sorry yeah. uh, i've not touched anything yeah i don't know maybe it's some kind of weird thing but whatever but no, that's good to know. I mean, it's good to be optimistic, right? And that's something that I, I always look at the market and I go like, is there room for me to fit in here? And then I go like, yep. uh, nah. I, like, I always think like it, passion can outweigh it, but then you're you're going against a, an oversaturated market and it's like really complicated, you know? Just the thing is, that. and I think it's, it's, it's about bringing something different to, to an oversaturated industry as well, you know? Uh, the things I do, I want to try and bring something different. Um, obviously, that takes time and and money, and you know, um, I, w- I want to bring a more sci-fi and cyberpunk element to things that you know, like people might not necessarily think of straight away when they think of cars. You know, yeah. there's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of room to kind of adapt and change within the car world i find 
you know, people want the, the next best thing or whatever, but um, people can only buy what, what's available to them. You know, they, they don't know what they haven't seen yet, if, if you know what I mean. Uh, <clears throat> so there's, there's definitely there's definitely room there in this market, even though it is oversaturated, to do so many things that we're so used to seeing, but differently. I think that's uh, one thing that Nolan said perfectly in that video too, is like the idea that we are, or you are able to go in your mind, pull from your taste and bring forth something that has never been seen or conceived of before with, yeah. with like rapidly though. Like that's the thing. It's like, it used to take so long when I was looking at this whole thing, I was uh, like kind of trying to find my place in it as well. And I was thinking like, I, when I was growing up, I, we had people like Chip Foose that we looked up to. Chip is amazing. He's this illustrator. He's just awesome. And you do these beautiful, you know he, who he is, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he does these beautiful renderings. And it was like, you would take the rendering and then you would bring it to life. So when I started doing this, I was like, oh, like, I kind of want to be him. But like now, you know, but with, with yeah. the, he was using his influences, which was like Americana and Chrome and like mag wheels and like all like a domestic cars for America which is yeah. cool. That's, that's the best because that's him and his taste. But I grew up on like a heavy sampling of like you have on like Japanese and European influence, you know, well, especially being yeah. an American guy and California is obviously, as you know, is huge car culture place, which is oddly that we have so many fucking rules. It drives me nuts. So <laughs> you can't even enjoy it as much, you know, that's why I'm going to get a Raptor. I'm just going to leave all of those rules behind, go into, into the dirt. So, but I, th- I find it really, um, it's interesting to see like the course of events and how things are rapidly changing. Like what you're mm-hmm. doing is, is disruptive to the industry. What Kai is doing is I think is disruptive. What RWB is disruptive. And the cool thing that we could see from them, and I'm sure you learned this as well, is like they're just doing their thing. They're following their path. And like they definitely have their own unique place. It's cool to hear that you're like, you're not deterred by the fact that they're doing a similar thing because you feel like you have your own identity, which is great, yeah, great to hear. Exactly. And that's why it's the same with, you know, what we were saying earlier with the, there are so many people doing rendering cars now, you know, and their styles are similar. I see a lot of influence. Wide body, with, all the things. Yeah. With, I see a lot of influence in, in grading and edit style as well, funny enough. Um, but I, I'm at a point now where it's, I feel like I've I've established myself, and I am known for the things I'm known for. If that, if that, makes yeah, sense. I think so too. I think that, and, and like I said, Nolan kind of pulled on this from that video too, like us being inspired by films, yeah. and that's what I meant earlier was like we're cross pollinating. Like we're not just looking at like Lamar cars; we're looking at Blade Runner and the yeah. concepts that Sid Mead did. And so we're looking at a futurist. So we're like three oh, steps Sydney. away. Yeah, like uh, rest in peace, you know, like what a legend. Yeah. But like a, yeah. a legit legend. When 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 I found out he yeah. passed away, I was like, man. Dude, I got yeah, like I, I don't know. I actually wasn't upset. I was like, I was kind of like, <laughs> what a legend, you know, like. I think it was an inspiring moment as well. Just kind of the legacy that he kind of left, but also the pathway he enabled other artists to kind of, you know, follow um, in terms of movie and movie art and, and you know, everything like that, like forging worlds and 
these incredible designs that you're like, wow, you know, I never would have even thought of that in a million years. It's, um, yeah, true, kind of, true wise. Yeah, you could see that he was influenced by nature and science and math and yeah. the concepts of life and how things are built and, and things. And so he would, yeah, I think it's really akin, if I had to, he is very akin to Aaron and the way Aaron approaches, Aaron Beck approaches things. Yep. So imaginative and like free flowing and like almost childlike in the imagination aspect of it, which is like the best ever because the child mind is the best mind for creativity. It's the mind that doesn't care about likes on Instagram. It's it's the mind that focuses on the thing that matters most, which is their own curiosity. You know, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And that's that's partly the reason why you know it's it's all curiosity at the end of the day. And going back to the what ifs, you know, yeah. what if this was this way? What if this was you know made this way instead? It's yeah. it's all linked. It is. Fine. It is linked. That's true. That's correct. So the future that's happening with you is you're putting all your time focus. You've left your your full time job, your safety net. I remember you emailing me like, "Oh god!" Like you were kind of panicking. I was like, "Dude, you'll be fine. Just deep breaths." And like, it's good. I'm excited because I'm excited to see you become a business person too. So when I saw you were releasing prints, I was like, "Yes, this is the start of you doing these things." You know, like I'm excited to see that because oftentimes artists like ourselves are horrible business people because it's just unnatural for us to be business nature. Like it's, it makes sense because we're not that way. We're not made to do the business part of things, you know, because we're focusing Um, on other things. You know, we're we're artists and you don't particularly think of things in that, in that aspect, in that way. Um, I know I never did, but now, now that I don't have a, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not working, I guess, in a secure manner. It's, it's more important than ever. It's a new, it's a new skill to kind of learn and adapt to. Also, yeah. um, it's, it's just it's going to be one of those things. You'll be fine either way, though. Like it doesn't matter because, like, it's just like you you figure this out and then you're on to the next thing. You know? So, yeah. And yeah. It's 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 like it's like all these little baby steps that add up to like the the final thing, which from from everybody else's perspective from the outside perspective they're like wow like how did he get here but all they're seeing is all these successes over the years uh, culminated into like one pose you know so yeah um yeah so when you're seeing people that are successful business people now you're like you're gonna really have obviously i'm sure you always had but like you're gonna see even more because you're like well how did they deal with like you know the depression or like whatever it might be you know like the influx of Brexit coming in or something weird, you know, like how do people manage to deal with the oddities of life, you know, so yeah, um, which in, is, you know, common. You know, we only ever post the good side of things when it comes to Instagram. Yeah. Um, I wonder if there's a way to help. share both without, like, because the other side is negative and hard to, to share, but I wonder if there's a way to share it without being, like, super ultra-naggy negative, you know, that's... Yeah, yeah, maybe it's... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm slowly trying. I want to, I, you know, I want to give back to the community as well. Like you were saying earlier, you know, I want to do more time lapses. I want to give people tips and, and, and everything on kind of how to create things that they want to make, you know, yeah. um, it's just been purely lack of time or energy even to kind of, you know, start approaching that. Um, <clears throat> 
But yeah, there's there's so many variables to everything. Um, so many. Yeah, so many. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, damn, dude. Um, <coughs> trying to think there's there's always more things i'm sure but oh yeah i want to talk a little bit about your your influence with photography because i know that you love photography as well and i i couldn't stress it enough and i i think we both share the same love for the idea of what it does for everything in art your photography is fucking incredible oh your your shots from japan (laughs) have you been to japan yet no this year this year year. oh dude i can't wait for you to go to japan I am gonna lose myself there, right? <laughs> yeah, you're gonna love it, man. It's such a, an amazing place. But yeah, it's this last visit that I had. I had, um, yeah, it was a special visit. It's really cool. Like, um, well, I think I think with the same thing with you. I think with photography is like it's such a blessing um, for any artist to get into it. And I, you could start off with like an old like three hundred dollar camera. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly how I started. You know, I. It's just it gets me away from being stuck behind the computer screen. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. And and it's That's, how beautiful is it when you're like there and you're like, oh wow, yeah. like life. <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Honestly, it's just it, it, you you network with people, you communicate with people. Um, it's it's something I find very relaxing and it's also quite challenging as well, which is why I enjoy it a lot. Because it's not, it's not something again. You have total control over, you know. Um, yeah, I can't, what is it I challenging? What's the challenging aspect of photography for you? I think defining your own style uh, is one of them. Um, you know that photography is also extremely saturated, but oh yeah, very much so. You try find ways to express yourself. But you know, you want you want to kind of be expressing yourself and not someone else. Um, yeah, I think I found I found a transition between three D and photography quite difficult because I'm so used to having total control over where I have a car or you know where I place certain things certain elements but if you're you know shooting a car in the real world you don't have access to a lot of that you can't just you can't just elevate yourself you know above a car and and take the perfect shot or you can't control lighting aspects all the time you know time of day everything changes um so there are a lot of things that are out of your control there But it's fun. I, I really, I really love that side of photography. I like having my own kind of putting my own spin on things, and you know, whether you be grading or something I've seen in the film, you know, a particular kind of style I've always wanted to try, or you know, you wonder how did they, how did they kind of get to that? Um, yeah, there's so many elements to it. The fun thing too, something I'm sure you realize too, is that you can give um, five photographers the same camera, same lens, and if they all have a distinct eye, there you're going to get five different photographs of the same subject. It's just one artist, one photographer is going to go close to the thing, one's going to go further, one's going to Dutch angle, one's going to, you know, blow out the background, one's going to defocus and do motion blur. It's like 
it, it's, it's still it's still even though we are kind of being funneled in the photography realm of just you know capturing a still image of a of a situation taking place or an object or whatever it is there is still the soul in there which is crazy you know like yeah, yeah yep. it's and i'm i think you're the same way i'm, I'm completely self-taught with photography it's it's only just a passion it's turned into exactly. something else so just cool yep. a lot of fun um but never exactly. ending. So. <laughs> and my goal with photography was not to be a ph- photographer necessarily, although I wouldn't mind doing that as a profession. It's actually so that I could learn cinematography, so I could shoot my films. <laughs> so, uh, exactly the same thing. I am considering. Uh, I'm considering getting whether well, maybe a Sony uh, uh, A7 to kind of do filming at night. I, I really want to. It's a new. It's a new platform. It's a new, a different form of expression. Yeah. Um, and it's something I've always wanted to kind of try and, and see what I would do put in that situation. Um. So I think that will also be something that people might start seeing more of uh, from me. Uh, I'll be, you know, trying to do some videos just just because I've always wanted to. Um, Good. And you should, yeah. And you should, and you should just be creating. Sometimes, uh, and this will be interesting to see, like if you decide to get into that, and then like you know, the, I always sometimes I feel bad for people that might be following my journey because I'm like um, people that aren't car fans, and then they got to deal with the car stuff, and the people that aren't uh, are car fans, they have to deal with the photography stuff, or like you know, like or yeah, whatever. It's, so it's it's, it's uh, but I think at the same time the true fans of your work are just going to be fans of whatever it is that you're into. You know, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, people are there for a reason. It's always nice to kind of, it's just, a, it's another form, it's another medium to, to express yourself with and express your work with. Yeah. Um, one thing though, I, I, I feel very disconnected to the art world now, you know, like, and I think you get so engrossed and so involved with the industry that you're working with it it becomes your life essentially you know i i really miss kind of i miss art collectives and i miss uh, i miss speaking with a lot of other artists you know like um you don't lose that then try to reconnect that yeah no no exactly because yeah. um, that'll also keep you fresh too you know it's just it's very easy it's very easy to get caught up in everything that you're doing and you know suddenly it's like oh wow you know years have gone by and you're like oh where did those years go (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah I want to kind of you know I want to kind of reconnect again and that's why I'm you know trying to do some cyberpunk sci-fi stuff and i'm having i'm having a complete blast learning that stuff again in corona instead you know using right. different again different mediums different forms. um yeah it'd be nice to kind of reconnect reconnect artistically i think you know, uh, i want to i want to learn uh, i want to learn marvelous designer and, you know all these things to kind of get characters going again and, and everything um Yeah. Also, if you start getting into photography or like videography or cinematography, like then you can actually like hire people and like you'll have like the interesting thing I I know it's going to happen. I'm just predicting it is 
you're going to get more into video and then you start doing that. And then you're going to have models that are then with your cars that you've designed in real life. And then you won't have to do it in CGI. And then yeah. you'll make that. This thing. is also something I want to do. <laughs> yes, I'm already predicting it. And I'm just imagine it's a matter of time. There's only so much time in the day, but it's just a matter of time for you. So it's going to be awesome. Dude, amazing. It's, it's, it's first and foremost, it's amazing to call you a friend because you're a fucking gem of a person. So I love that. And also it's been a a really amazing and inspiring to watch you flourish. And I'm really proud of you because it's fucking awesome. And I'm just super stoked to see what you're going to be doing in the future. I know we all are. Um, but also thank you for being a part of the, the podcast because it's, uh, it's been a long time overdue. So it, it is. Thank you for asking me. It's a total honor on my part. Um, it really is, you know, how much I value you uh, as a person, an artist. Um, to everyone listening, I apologize for all the car talk. And the clicking too. And the clicking, yeah. <laughs> and there it is, everybody. Man, that was awesome. Um, just super thankful. Thank you so much, Kaizo, for coming on. Um, yeah, these episodes are the, is, are the reason why I keep doing these. It's, it's just really great to connect with friends and also just have really great, honest, real conversations about the ups and downs. So I really hope that a lot of you have taken um, some great lessons from him in this episode because it's, uh, it's a great one. If you want notes for the show's week uh, episode, you can go to thecollectivepodcast.com slash 2222. And um, yeah, check us out on all the awesome interwebs. We've been trying to be more active on Instagram. So if you have a guest or somebody that we don't know or you don't think that we know of and want to suggest them, just get at us at Instagram. Um, It's kind of where we're putting a lot of our effort now. So yeah, that's going to be it. Thank you, Kaisel. Thank you, everybody. Go out there. Be powerful. Be prolific. Peace out, everyone.